This episode is a TTP story special. Headphones recommended. State your name for the record. My God. Get me the voice modulator. Turn it on. I swear to God, I swear to God, I swear to God, I didn't do anything. All right. Now that I can understand you, state your name for the record. Look, sir, I I didn't do anything. I I, I promise, I'm innocent. I was just at the wrong place at the wrong time. I I mean... It seems that you do not understand the severity of what is going on here. You are under arrest by the IBPD. Huh? The Insects and Bugs Police Department. Says here... At the time of your arrest, you had in you 50 m liters of human blood and two empty 20 m liter kegs. Now, state law says anyone caught with one m liter of human blood does five years jail time. Now you were caught with what, 50? How long do you think you're gonna last here? How many years do you think you're gonna get for 50? I mean, do the math. Also, How long does a mosquito leave again? (laughs) Now I suggest you cooperate and answer my questions accordingly. Are we clear? Yes, sir. All right. Let's try this again. State your name for the record. My name is Richard Johnson. But everyone just calls me Keto. Because I'm a mosquito. Keto. (laughs) How fitting. Have you ever been uptown before? No, sir. No, sir. It's my first time. Shame. Of all the beautiful places you could have visited uptown, you end up in BZHQ. In what? Bug Zappa headquarters. That's where our station is located. In a bug zapper. Know what that is? No, sir. Of course not. 
Now, explain to me what you were doing with 50 m liters of human blood when we found you. It's a long story, sir. Do I look like I got somewhere to be? Spill. All right. This is how it goes. So growing up as a mosquito, I didn't have the best life. Matter of fact, I had the worst life. My family and I were born and raised in a clogged gutter in Bariga. A clogged gutter. Some people were born in ponds, some in rivers. Amazing places. A clogged gutter. My family and I suffered for many M years. Mosquito years. And somehow, they were all comfortable with this life. I wanted more. I wanted more for myself. I knew that there was more out there for me. I just didn't understand how they could settle and just be okay with this miserable life we had. I mean, other people had better lives. Every Friday night in Bariga was the block party. All the big boys and big players in Bariga came around to play. Oh my god. It was mosquitoes with custom wings, money, girls, you name it. Anything you could think of, it was there at the Friday block party. And that was where I met him. Met who? Emeka Malay. Hmm. Who is he? Is the reason I'm in this mess. But don't worry, I'll explain. Okay, go on. So you see, at the time, I had this lady I loved, Laura. Oh, Laura was perfect. Her father wouldn't let her marry me though. They were high class, born and raised by the lake. You know, they had the best things in life. Laura went to a private school. She got her education. Oh my God, her wings were so tender. Laura was perfect. She almost looked like a fly. She was just perfect. But then, there I was. Kito, ordinary boy from the clogged waters of Bariga. Her father wanted better for his daughter. But we always met at the Friday block party. I mean, that was where everybody in Bariga came out. Both high class and low class. It was just a party for everybody to have fun. We mosquitoes bonded. Every Friday night at the block party, I look at these people that have better lives than myself. They're not different from me. They have the same four wings I have. One head like myself. And I decided to myself that I must make it in life. I must marry Laura. I must be good enough. The next block party, I went to talk to him. I went to meet him. Emeka Malay? Yes, Emeka Malay. I needed to know how he was so successful. Hmm. Hey, uh, uh, 
Am I Kamali? Can can I have a minute, sir? He turns to me with a smile. He was in a cheerful mood, I could tell. Because he was like groovy and he had his people and his goons all around him. Everybody on expensive jewelry, custom wings. Mm. They looked like money. Then he flies by to me and hands me some tube, like a vape, with some red liquid in it. Man, you look messed up. What got you so riled up? <laughs> Here. Have some pure grain. This will calm your nerves. No, no thanks, man. I, I just wanted to talk to you. Please, can I have a minute? Instantly, everybody stops and begins to stare at me. The music, for some reason, was paused as well. Like I had done some kind of great error or taboo. All I did was reject the vape. It's mighty disrespectful to reject a fine gift from me, Emeka Mali. Do you know how much people pay for this right here? I, I I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't know. I, I, I didn't know. Like, I, I don't smoke. So, here, take a hit. I stretched out my hand and collected it. Everyone at the party still had their eyes glued on me. Oh boy. <laughs> what is this? That, my friend, is pure-grade human blood vape, also known as the chronic. <coughs> now, what is it you want to talk about? Look, man. <clears throat> Look, man. Please, I just, I just want to know how to be successful like you. You have to teach me, tell me something, employ me. I, I just want to make it. What's your name, young blood? Oh, oh, my name is Richard. Everybody calls me Kito. You can call me Kito. Well, Kito, welcome to your audition. <laughs> Meet me here Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Don't be late now. Your being successful depends on it. Now fly along, young blood. <laughs> So, a mecha Malay, drug dealer, pimp, thug, thief. Why haven't I heard of this motherfucker? Who is he? He's all of those, and also the best in the game. He has never been caught or arrested, not even once. Well, if he's such a big fish, how come we've never heard of him? That's because he doesn't use the same people for all his jobs. It's always someone new. Goes in with this one today. Tomorrow, he's with another crew. Emeka Malay changes crew members just like he changes his custom wings. So, what happened 8pm Wednesday? I got a warning. In hindsight, I wish I had listened to it. A warning? From who? From Laura. Because you're about to meet with that monster, yeah? 
I saw you talking to him yesterday. Everybody at the party saw that. They're saying you're a dead man. They're saying that you'll end up missing just like every other person that has worked with him. He's bad news. Don't you see it? But baby, we need this money. Do you want to stay in this place all your life? Don't you want us to go somewhere better and live our best lives? It's not worth the risk. We can make you some other way, okay? Come home with me, Key. Please. I don't want to lose you. I won't survive it. Please. Alright. Alright, baby. Alright, alright. Let's let's go home. But you didn't go home, did you? No. Well, I did at first. But after I knew she must have slept off, and it would be impossible for her to leave the house because her dad is like a marshal or something, I snuck out to see Emeka Mali. I, 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 I just had to do this. I, I had to give her a better life. It was, it was the only way. <laughs> Keep telling yourself that. Our minds have a way of making us believe stupid shit or justify our stupid actions and mistakes. Who goes there? It's me, Kito. The guy from the party, Friday. I'm sorry I'm late. Kito, I told you to be here by 8 and to not be late, didn't I? No, no, no. I, I was actually here earlier. I was actually here earlier, but... But, um... But you got cold feet. I don't walk with weak and scared little people. Now beat it before I change my mind and do something crazy to you. No. No. I want to work with you. And I am not... A scared or weak person. Well, well, well. Look who's finally got some cojones. <laughs> I like that. You're not weak, huh? I guess we shall see about that then. <laughs> Go join the others. And so, we set out on the job. It was a team of five people, and I was the fifth. What the job was, I had no idea exactly. Mega Malay told us we were always to follow his instructions at every point in time. And if anybody had a problem with that, they should leave now. Obviously, all of us were looking for the money, so we all agreed. He gave us empty kegs and we started flying. We kept flying and flying and flying far away from Bariga. We flew for what felt like forever. Each one of us carrying empty kegs. After about 40 minutes, we got to the nearest human village. We got to a tree 
and Emekamali asked us all to wait. And then one mosquito flew up ahead, like a scout, maybe. When he came back, he signaled us and we all followed. Where could we be going to? And in the human village nonetheless, I had no idea what I had gotten myself into. But I knew it wasn't anything safe. We followed this mosquito to a house. We got to the window and another mosquito brought out cutting machines and cut out this net that was used to secure the window. Then all four of them went in. Emeka Malay asked me to stay outside. Wait here and be the lookout. Call for us if you see any sign of danger. So I sat there, by the edge of the window frame, looking out for what exactly? I had no idea. They all went in, and time went by. Hey guys, Austin Okeke here, creator, director, and producer of the Talking Phoenix podcast. If you're enjoying what you're listening to right now, then help us get the word out. Share the show to a friend today. And don't forget to drop a rating and a review. Reach out to us on social media at DTalkingPhoenix. That's at the letter D, TalkingPhoenix. On Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can also join the ever-growing TTP community on the Podroom app today. There, you can interact with other listeners and me, the show host, on any of your favorite episodes at any time. Also, you have the option to donate to the show to help us grow. Don't be a stranger. Reach out today. In the distance, I could hear claps. Minutes later, Emeka Malay comes out. Holding two kegs, only this time, they were filled with red liquid. Hold on to these. He told me to hold on to these, and he went back in. About five minutes later, Mika Malay came out, hauling two other kegs, filled with the same red liquid, screaming at me, telling me to pick up my kegs and fly. Fly! Fly! Grab the kegs and fly away! Before I could open my mouth and ask what was happening, he flew past me. And then I saw this figure coming at us. I quickly grabbed the kegs and flew. human came through the window, spraying some sort of smoke. He flew out of there so fast. This smoke didn't touch me, but somehow my eyes were tearing up and I felt like I tasted it. And believe me, it was not a good taste. We managed to escape. While we flew, I asked Emeka Malay about the others and he told me to forget about them. We got back to the village. Mecha Malay took me to a secret stash house where we dropped off the kegs. There. Here you go. You did well today. He opened the safe and gave me 10 million. 10 million. That was more money than I had seen in my whole life. Hell, that was more money me, my father, and his father, and his father's fathers had seen in our entire mosquito lives. 10 million. If you want to make more bucks, next time you stop asking too many damn questions and you come in with the big boys, then you'd get big boy money and not lookout money. But then, he warned me not to speak of this to anyone. Oh, and yeah, 
if you speak of this to anyone, absolutely anyone, I will hurt you and everyone you love or care about. Got that? And he was serious because he had this look in his eyes. I asked him what it was that was in the kegs. Oh no, you can't be that stupid. What do you think? Pure grade chronic, that's what. The streets won't drug themselves, you know. I instantly felt terrible. I was helping spread the chronic. The chronic? Keto? No. I mean, how could I have been so naive and blinded by money? At this time, there was a chronic pandemic in my city, Bariga. Every mosquito who had tasted enough of the chronic enough of human blood had become addicted business was booming for emeka malay because people kept coming for more soon he wouldn't be able to satisfy the demands of every bloodthirsty mosquito i mean everybody wanted the chronic so you're saying all you mosquitoes in bariga became bloodthirsty wait wait hold up it was your people that started the human malaria pandemic? Well, not at first. You see, it was just the users. Then, they became more demanding. Always wanting more. Always wanting more. All of a sudden, one dose was not enough. They wanted two doses. Somehow, the chronic caused them to live longer, but unstable. Red eyes. They all had red eyes we called it the red eye fever but then the fever began to spread to even non-users newborns had red eye fever and craved the chronic too soon the red eye fever spread across barriga to all mosquitoes both users and non-users somehow people passed it on to their children to their wives to their partners it was a full-blown outbreak. And you, what did you do? Well, my wife and I moved to... Wife? Yeah, Laura. Oh, you see, with the 10 million Emeka Malay gave me, I was able to marry Laura and we became a couple. It was perfect. But we couldn't escape the harsh reality of the red-eye fever in Bariga. Laura had lost her dad to it. And he wasn't even a user. And her mother died of old age. I had long lost my family to poverty, even before the red-eye fever began to spread. So we were all we had. We decided to just move to another city and start a new life. And the job? Uh, what happened to Emeka Malay? I never went back to him. After that day, I couldn't leave with myself knowing that I had helped to create this problem. But you see, the thing is, if you take chronic long enough, it begins to affect your mind. Emeka Mali took it the most. <laughs> I once heard tales of him, the great Emeka Mali, flying around mad on the streets of Bariga. It was a very disgraceful thing. Only God knows what would have happened to him. Because most people who end up mad eventually spiral out and die. Karma. <laughs> well, if you left Bariga and Emeka Malay, how come Bada Patrol caught you with kegs of uh, human blood? 
after Laura and I moved to the new city. We stayed there peacefully for only four months until the red-eye fever spread into our city as well. The fever had gone viral. It was a full-blown outbreak. Now, mosquitoes were going into human villages to suck blood. Can you imagine the horror? The humans began to fall sick. They called it malaria. Many of them died. So they began to devise means, bring up ways and and drugs and, and chemicals to kill mosquitoes. So Laura and I and many others that didn't have the red eye fever, the clean blood, we moved underground, away from the humans, away from the red eye fever. But when we finally had our baby, Naya, she was born with the red eye fever. But neither I nor Laura had it. It was a shock. It happened to many other families. It was like a cost to be a mosquito now. Someone in the family would always have it. Always. And they'd become castaways. The family would have no choice than to cast them away from the underground before they come of age and begin to demand the chronic. But y'all didn't do that, did you? No. No. Naya was... Our only baby. (laughs) Laura couldn't have any other babies. You see, previously, Laura had an accident that injured her. Naya was a miracle. The doctors told us she was never going to give birth. Naya was our miracle. We were not going to let the red-eye fever take her away from us. No. So... What did you do? We hid her. As long as Naya was home and had regulated doses of the chronic, she was stable and lived a normal life. She was safe. We were also careful to not get infected ourselves. That's dangerous. So, where did you get the chronic? Well, you see, after the first six months, Naya became unstable. Now she needed the chronic. So one day, I snuck out of my new city and into Bariga. I remembered Emeka Malay's stash house from that last job. I found it. And luckily for me, it was still intact with loads of the chronic. Loads of the human blood. In kegs. So I'd occasionally sneak into Bariga and bring some home for Naya. Just enough to last us for four months or five. <laughs> Once a thief, always a thief. So you did this for how long? For two M years. I managed to create a path and made sure the stash house remained hidden. I couldn't afford for someone else to find it and ruined the only chance I had at keeping my daughter safe. Still doesn't explain how you got arrested with 50 m liters of human blood, if you ask me. Yes, so by the time Naya turned 3 m years, the doses weren't stabilizing her again. Well, at least not long enough as it used to. She needed more. We began to run out of doses faster than it was before. And then 
Bariga had become the hottest zone for the red-eye fever. In fact, the humans had deployed many tactics in that area to kill all the mosquitoes completely. But the problem was, some of these methods they used to kill mosquitoes was also affecting other insects. So, some of the insects in Bariga took it upon themselves to kill any mosquito they found on site. They didn't want to die for another species' mistakes. I knew I had to go get the chronic one last time. But this time, I was going to get everything out. Aha! I had successfully evaded all the insects' vigilantes. I made my way to the stash house. Collected all 50 M liters of the chronic left. But by the time I was close to the entrance of the underground, Border Patrol got me. I tried to explain to them that I was innocent. I tried to tell them this story. I was not a dealer. I was not a, I was not a, I wasn't taking the chronic. I didn't have the red eye fever. I was just trying to help my daughter. But they went to my house. They found my daughter and they killed her. They killed my wife and they killed everybody that stayed in my underground community. Why? Okay, let me brief you in on what's really going on here since you don't get the big picture. Well, the stunt you and Emeka Mali pulled caused a red-eye fever pandemic. Now all mosquitoes have gone bloodthirsty. And consequently, the humans suffered a malaria outbreak. Now, what that caused is they decided to eradicate your species and as well as us innocent bugs and insects with their damn insecticides. You are an enemy of the state. Explain to me why I should spare your damn life. Please, sir. I did not do this. I did not want this. This is not my life. I'm not a bad person. I'm a mosquito. We're, we're not bad people. We don't, we don't do this. We're just exposed to drugs. It's the influence of drugs. We're not like this. Please, do not kill me, please. I must say, that was a really touching story. I get it. Not all of you are bad. But I'm afraid this is the end of the line for you. You all must pay for the bad name your kind has given to us all, insects and bugs alike. Besides, if I don't eat you, the bug zapper will fry you to death eventually. So you might as well just have purples in your death. No, no, please, please, detective, please, detective Moray, please. 
I promise. I'll preach. I'll, I'll tell all of them. I'll tell them to stop. I'll tell them it's bad. Please, just don't kill me, please. Please. Goodbye, Kito. Sayonara. <laughs> oh, it's not fair. <laughs> Mosquito's life matters. Yo, TTP fam, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Welcome to the end of another episode. Uh, <laughs> it was a funny one. Keto, the mosquito story. And dare I say, this, this was fun to make. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you enjoyed every bit of it. And I hope you see mosquitoes differently now, as opposed to being the blood sucking demons that we <laughs> see them to be. Alright, so before I say any of my long plenty plenty talk, I want to give two special shout-outs. First shout-out goes to Susanna Kuve. The story for the idea for the mosquito episode now came through her. So at one point in time she told me about a storybook she read in secondary school now, mosquito story. Something similar to this. And I heard that and then I got ideas, right? And I took that story and I you know made it into this basically made it a ttp story special so thank you susan akube for the idea secondly special shout outs to love it imade so <laughs> love it is the person that came up with the name keto she used to always call mosquitoes ketos oh these kretos 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 and there you have it keto so special shout out to susan and love it so tell me, how did you think? What did you think of the episode? I want to know what are your worst mosquito experiences, right? I mean, sometimes you, you you might have thought about it. Like, why do mosquitoes just come out, just start sucking blood? Think about the story. It makes sense. Like, it's something that can actually happen. You know how we don't understand them. If only we could, like, get the voice modulator and, like, actually hear a mosquito that give his own part of the story it may not be too far from the truth i mean think about it <laughs> i'd love to know who was your favorite character was it keto was it detective murray was it emeka malay was it laura um did you feel sorry for keto at the end i mean it was a, it, it was a touching story if you didn't feel sorry for him at 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 some point you're evil <laughs> and I, I believe some of us begin to see mosquitoes differently now so don't just go around killing mosquitoes anyhow remember that that mosquito is somebody's father somebody's boyfriend somebody's great grandfather well and then fun fact how many of you knew mosquitoes had predators well i personally did not know until i was making this episode right so apparently apart from us humans that kill them and clap them there are actually other animals that don't insects now that eats them so we have the likes of the spider spider and yeah detective murray is a spider <laughs> so there's a spider there's um bats there's dragonfly honestly i was shocked when i saw things uh when i was doing like a little research and i saw that there are 
mosquito predators and i'm like oh yeah where are the spiders and the dragonflies when you need them at night when mosquitoes are sucking your blood <laughs> coming around with 50 m liters so for those of you who don't know what the m is the m is mosquito so when you say 50 m liters it's 50 mosquito liters because obviously you cannot take 50 liters of blood from your body because boy but the mosquitoes in this especially in this my house that gave me the inspiration to do this thing this one is they come with cake. I believe it. They come with cake to fetch blood. They are no, they are not subsistent farmers. They are not subsistent suckers. They are commercial suckers. <laughs> they, they, they come with kegs to fetch and go and sell. That's 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 my truth. That's what I choose to believe. <laughs> All right. Special shout outs to the cast. Um, first off, Detective Murray, played by Josie Ukam. Josie Ukam is an amazing writer. I drop links to their social media handles below. Please follow these guys and check them out. Emeka Malay was done by Moze. Moze Akoji. Moze Akoji is like a regular on the channel. So, um, Josie, this is the second feature on the channel as well. And Laura was played by Princess Ode. By now, all of you should be even knowing the voice because she's a regular on the channel as well. And then Kito was played by Yos Truly. Uh, uh, in the building. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much guys you guys made the episode um a reality did you enjoy the show i know you did enjoy the show don't just enjoy it alone share it to somebody i mean allow somebody else to listen to this beautiful story that you just listened to right share the show to a friend today share the show to help us grow that's what's up and also i'm here to like say i know that i've not put out um a lot of episodes this year Hmm, 2022 has been crazy so uh, with work and school combo it's been really tight making it difficult for me to do all of those but i bring good news uh so um november december i should be done with school and then i'll have more time to produce many of my stories and i have a lot of them like some of them partly recorded some of them just down waiting for all the awesomeness to be blended together and released into the ttp universe <laughs> well that's too much excitement for one evening no <laughs> all right and don't forget you can always always support the show always support and by saying support the show i'm talking of money money go to podroom podroom is an amazing listening app you can do podroom donations um donate to the show to help us grow you can also hit me up, ask for details, whatever channel for support you need. If I don't have it, I'm a creator. That's what's up. And last but not least, don't be a stranger. Don't be a stranger. If you listen to the show and you love it and you'd have some kind of feedback, I would love, love, love to hear from you. Reach out to me at the Talking Phoenix. That's the letter D T A L K I N G p-h-o-e-n-i-x on twitter instagram and facebook right you can send me an email at detalkingphoenix at gmail.com or you can reach out to me on my personal socials on twitter it's at zero zero phoenix that's zero zero p-h-o-e-n-i-x on instagram it's at zero zero underscore phoenix don't be a stranger reach out today thank you for listening catch you guys in the next episode adios